0: The future of work isn't about shareholder value, technology, metrics, or automation. It's about being human and putting people first through actionable love. Welcome to the Love in Action podcast, where we hold deep conversations with extraordinary people to help you grow as a leader and expand your business. Here's your host, Marcel Schwantes. Welcome to episode 70 of the Love in Action podcast, now heard globally in over 100 countries. So glad you're here. If you're new to the show, you have landed at the place where we hold deep conversations about how to make your business and workplace be both good for people and for profits. But today, we're going to do something different. I get to talk to you, no guest, just me and you. One of my friends recently told me, Marcel, I really love the guests you bring on the show. They're fantastic, but I wish I could hear more of what you have to say. Well, today you get exactly that. But first, a thank you. I'm so grateful for you coming here every week and listening to the show. I really mean that because if you're here every week, that tells me you care enough about changing the workplace and business and making it better for people. I also have to say that I'm thankful for having created this podcast. I remember how it started. I mean, I was cranking out 27 articles per month in places like Inc. and CNBC when it dawned on me. Wait a minute. I need to elevate this conversation to an audio form. But I had no idea how to start a podcast. I'm not technical. And I believe me, I have no business doing that. Technical stuff just explodes in my face. So I reached out to my good friend, Kevin Monroe, who has his own podcast called the Higher Purpose Podcast. And next thing I know, I'm on the phone with the people that produce Kevin's show, the team over at One Stone Creative. Check them out. They do an amazing job every week. And I was off to the races. The beginnings were quite humbling. My first month, I had only about 200 downloads. But slowly, people started to pick up the message that there's a business podcast out there that talks about bringing love to work and leading with love. So why am I telling you this? Well, I do this podcast for you in hopes that you will share it so that we, together, can change the future of work. You got to understand, Yeah, I'm providing you with content, which I hope you are enjoying, but I'm doing this because there's too much suffering in the workplace. Too many people living in fear because they show up to toxic work environments and then they have to go home and it takes a toll on their personal lives, their family lives, their health and well-being. So I don't do this podcast because I want to be rich or famous. You know, people say, but Marcel, I mean, you get to interview top-notch A-listers, New York Times best-selling authors, the world's leading business callers. But you know what? I don't do it for that. I don't want the status. This is mission. It's a calling. It's what gets me up in the morning. It's why I spend a great deal of my time interviewing these top leaders and influencers. I just got tired of seeing how companies continue to see people as objects or functions to be used for profit or as a means to an end while disregarding their livelihoods, their health, their well-being. I have seen and experienced some crazy stuff. I've been part of a multi-billion dollar company that folded overnight because of bad management, a lack of integrity. I've been on work disability and landed in ER because of bad management. So what I hope people get out of this podcast is that they rewrite the script and reimagine a workplace where people come to work to connect with each other as one human being to another and to contribute and use their brains and imagination and achieve great things together without being squashed and have the life sucked out of them. So Imagine a place where we felt safe to experiment and fail and not be shamed, rejected, or disrespected, where flexibility on our work-life blend and care for our personal health and well-being were cultural expectations. I can tell you, if people came to work and felt those positive things, the dynamic in the workplace is going to be radically different. But guess what? These things are happening in truly human workplaces, those companies that are also profitable. These practices that I personally call love in action show up at every leadership level. And as leaders, we have an enormous responsibility to take care of people because people are naturally wired at their core to want to be taken care of. And when they are, amazing things happen in the business. This is what we're all about here. So help us spread the message by just doing one simple thing. Share the podcast with others. Let it be the gift that keeps on giving. But I also want to acknowledge another type of person that listens to the show and wants to take a deeper dive beyond an audio conversation playing out of their ears or out of their speakers. So I'm pivoting again and I need to tell you about it. In this pandemic, more people are asking me, hey, Marcel, we want to coach and train our leaders remotely on some of the things that you talk about. Do you have any courses we can purchase online? Well, the answer used to be no up until a few weeks ago. Now it's a resounding yes. I decided to bring everything that I used to deliver and speaking platforms and on-site workshops across the country to an online platform it's a real curriculum it's 8 weeks long it's got videos you can watch plus live Q&A calls exercises action planning and a private Facebook community only accessible to members and best of all members get lifetime access so if you want to hang out with me just a bit longer I'm going to give you a short preview straight from the course at least the spoken part because it has several other components to it that are experiential and visual. The course is called From Boss to Leader and I'm inviting you my listeners to participate as a beta group member. Together this beta group will go through this learning experience with me guiding the way and members Will also tell me how to improve on the experience for future students of the course. So you'll get the full course at the end while we go through all of the iterations. At the end, I'm going to give my beta group members the best form at the end based on their feedback. That's the beauty of being a beta group member. We get to walk along this path together where I provide immense value. I teach you leadership. And in return, I ask for your feedback on how your experience was, so I can make it better. So here's what I thought I would do for beta group members. There's no way I can charge the full price, of course. So my team thought it would be fair to take 50% off the normal price. If you're interested and you want to learn more about this unique experience, just shoot me an email. Here's my email address, info at Or you can find me on LinkedIn or just go to my contact page on my website, Marcelschwantes.com. Okay, here is a preview of week one from a module called Pivoting from the Old to the New. I hope you enjoy it, and I would love your feedback. Let me know what you thought. For two decades now, the Gallup organization has been telling us that 70% of U.S. employees are disengaged. Additionally, Gallup Research found that only one in five employees say that they are managed in a way that motivates them to do outstanding work. They're saying that their places of employment are not giving them compelling reasons to stay. So it should come as no surprise that most employees, 91% of them, in fact, say the last time they changed jobs, they left their company to find the kind of work that inspires them by here's the key by managers that care about them. This is straight from their research. So to put it another way, the real reason employees leave is not due to their work or jobs. 75% of people who left a company voluntarily did so because of their manager. So why are so many managers failing at their jobs? Maybe this will help answer the question. Did you know that the number one determinant of happiness for an employee is a good job? A good job. So that begs the question, what is a good job? So in my research, when someone is happy because they have a good job, it means that they identify with it. It gives them self-worth as a person and it gives them a purpose and they feel like they belong in a caring community of people with shared values that are moving toward fulfilling a compelling cause or mission. But management has failed in delivering on this ideal. So how do we get to the point where people feel again like they have a good job? Well, we need to talk about the current management model and why we have to pivot from the old to the new. The problem we are now seeing is that the traditional workplace has been set up for now over a century to serve those in positions of power at the top of the hierarchy. And that model is no longer sustainable because this model of the workplace was never about creating value in human beings actually doing the work. Historically, as we look at what the workplace has become, Most organizations see people as objects or functions as a means to an end in a transaction. So in companies all over the world, the term, quote, cog in a wheel, it's still very much prevalent because that's how people are treated, as cogs in a wheel. But yet here we are in the year 2020 and people are still being treated as they were a hundred years ago or longer in those assembly lines. We are in a much different world now where people expect to grow and thrive as human beings in cultures of caring and the way they don't, they'll find somewhere else to take their services. So let's talk about two things that are no longer working in the year 2020, but which so many organizations are still practicing. Here's the first, the annual performance review. Albert Einstein once said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I can say the same about the insanity behind this obsolete, check-the-box HR practice. It's a waste of time for both busy managers and HR people. They are obligated every year to comply, but their hearts just aren't in it. So what happens is that far too often, the process does not result in positive feedback. Why? Well, generally, managers are going to uh, scurry around and gather up views and perspectives right before review time, and then dump them all at once on the employee, thus leaving the employee dazed and confused, overwhelmed, and in some cases, very irritated, like, what just happened? So it becomes an emotionally disengaging event for employees. And this annual hunt to check the boxes to keep things in compliance also disengages managers and HR people. So what I will be exploring with you in future modules of this course is that if we want someone to grow, we don't wait an entire year to offer them help and blame them for things they're doing wrong. I'm going to give you a new plan to replace your annual performance review that will lift people up, not discourage them, and definitely not annoy managers for having to tick the boxes. What else no longer works in the year 2020? Micromanagement. But yet I can tell you that right now, your organization probably has micromanagers destroying the morale of good people. You see, a person who micromanages, the reason they do it is because they don't trust their people to do the work. And so they don't delegate to the strength of others. This is about control. They have to have control because they have to do things their way. Unfortunately, the reason we have control freaks who micromanage to the last detail is because they don't value their people enough to believe in their abilities and then allow them freedom to exercise their gifts and strengths, which is the reason you hire them in the first place. So the situation becomes overbearing and stifling because for employees, when managers cut them out of the decision-making process and make all the decisions without consulting the team, it disengages them. In turn, what they're creating is a culture of mistrust. And in those places, Creativity and high performance by talented employees is absent. So these two examples I just gave you, unfortunately, are still very much the norm. We have come to expect these things because, you know, most of us have seen them in our careers at one time or another. So that brings us to our first time of reflection. Throughout this course, we are going to have reflection points where we pause and I ask you to confront yourself in a gentle way about the realities of how you lead and manage people. These reflection points are in the form of questions for developing your own self awareness, because when we raise our self awareness, we begin to shift and grow. So we're going to end this preview of the course today with three important questions. So I encourage you to pause after hearing each question, and then answer the questions and take notes. Here we go. Ask yourself, as a manager, whatever level you're in, CEO, director, middle manager, how may I be contributing to the problem of disengaging my employees? Question two, how is my leadership team or current company culture contributing To the problem of disengaging our employees? And lastly, how is my hiring strategy contributing to the problem? Thank you so much for sticking around and taking the time from your busy schedule to hear about my course. I'm grateful. And I will be even more grateful to you for sharing this episode so we can take the love in action movement forward. Once again, the course is called From Boss to Leader. And I'm inviting you, my listeners, to participate as a beta group member. Please only get a hold of me if you want to be in this beta group and get more information. If you do join, you get 50% off the normal price. The course includes eight modules. That's eight weeks of content and leadership development, action planning, exercises, videos, live weekly Q&A calls, and a private Facebook community where I will personally engage you and support you along your journey and where you can ask any question you want and provide me with valuable feedback and help me make this great course for future members. Next week, I will bring back a new guest, Rob Chestnut, General Counsel of Airbnb and author of a brand new book called intentional integrity how smart companies can lead an ethical revolution until then don't forget love in action it's what will truly set your leadership apart try it and be convinced thanks for joining us on the love in action podcast if you enjoyed this show and want to help get the word out make sure to subscribe and leave a review